Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast and it is for Wide Wednesday. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Corey Friedman, and Matten. Man in patent leather Jays, Cody Del Mendo. Uh, we already have our first super chat of the day from Ricky saying for two bucks, thanks for keeping the show going. Always. Five days a week. Isn't that the truth? Luke would do seven a week if he could. If I could. If you, yeah. But yeah, if FCC only. rules do not allow that. Yeah. I, too, would do seven days a week if I were allowed to. <laughs> I Big would of not. me. <laughs> Credit yes. to me. Credit to Cody. Yeah, I, I would seven. not. Credit to me. Well, it, when I say and when I say if I could, it means it implies the fact that I would get paid more. Oh, well, that. Yeah. yeah. If. But wow. I but I won't. So I won't. You know what I mean? Uh, Big of me, though, whenever I sometimes jump on Corey and Brennan's show on Sundays. For free. We, we pay Cody under the table. Oh, oh well, that's that. extra. Yeah. 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 They pay me in. Oh, shoot. I should. In vibes and sunny side. Yeah. In vibes and sunny side. And, you know, sometimes a little Goose Island. And, uh. Yeah, there's other stuff. You got one of those special Oli Pops over there today, too, yeah. huh? One of our new partners. This, Very nice. The, the strawberry vanilla, that's, that's, that's your favorite that's so far? That's my favorite one so far. Go get yours. What, you see it, Coach CHGO, 10% off? Yeah. I haven't read an ad yet. I'm not exactly sure. Sounds right. Don't <laughs> let the facts get in the way of a good no. story. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube page so you don't miss any of the live shows. Best way to do it. We're live Monday through Thursday. And then on Friday, Corey and Brendan have a show that is taped and then broadcast at 1.20. So, so it's not live. It is not live, Bar- but we are here five days a week. Yes. We are here five uh, days a week. Here's what we're going to do today. We're going to continue the report cards. Now we're going on to the individual grades. Cody and I, the last two days, gave grades to the, the offense as a whole and the pitching staff as a whole. We were kind of flipped on the grades, but generally BC type range, okay? Today we have the new news that came out that three of the Cubs are finalists for Gold Glove Awards. Ian Happ again, Dansby and Nico. Not surprised. I'm a little surprised by Happ, to be, to be honest. I'm a little surprised. And I think it's more a like little. a... Uh, uh, you were the guy look. last year? No, well, not even just that. I mean, but like you look at, I, I think the left field candidates for right. that award weren't very great but I mean Hap I guess in relative terms to like the guys he was competing with probably deserve the finalist sure uh, but it, you don't have not to a, be a great defensively yeah. to be in left field I, I don't I don't think he looked he looked really good in left field last year 2022 2023 um just didn't leave he made some mistakes you know 
errors, obviously, and just overall didn't look as good as he did the year prior. Um, he didn't look as comfortable, I don't, I don't think, know. right? Was that it? Like, I know he made errors, but like, it just seemed like he wasn't as comfortable out there. Yeah, yeah I mean, if we, for the conversation we're having, like, I wouldn't be giving him a gold glove for the performance, right? Like, it wasn't... If we were grading him Yeah, today. but I think, you know, the left field crop is usually pretty weak. Yeah, so, I think if you show up, um, you can get in there, so... Uh, a lot of people come they up give in the him chat. to show up then. Yeah, credit Listen, to him. Listen, hey, that's half the job, right? Isn't that an old saying, up right? Half the job yeah. is just showing yeah. up. The best availability, or best ability is availability. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. You, you know who's who's uh, available? Kyle Schwarber and the Diamondbacks know it. You've been, as Already? he promised, he wasn't going to talk about it again. As my friend Doug, as my friend Doug Glanville says, hello, good morning, Diamondbacks. You've been Schwarbered. You've yeah. been Schwarbered. Yeah. Now tied with Reggie Jackson, most postseason home runs for a left-handed hitter. I just want to point out one. We're not going to hammer this all day because like Cody and I have it done it day. the last. Well, we've done it the last two days. The fact that it makes us nauseous that we're watching these guys that either could have been Cubs, were Cubs, or could be Cubs all dominate the postseason right now. Schwarber, two more homers last night. Starts off the game again with a, like, how many times can this guy just be an unbelievable vibe? And I heard Jessica Mendoza on the radio coming in today, and she made an interesting point that I hadn't really thought about, but she's 100% right. She's like, Bryce Harper is the face of that franchise. But if you want to know who the heartbeat of that franchise is, make no mistake, it is Kyle Schwarber. And I don't have to know that because I've ever been in the Phillies clubhouse this year or last year or the year before. I know that because it's also true of the Cubs when he was here. Heartbeat of the team. He's the Joakim Noah of the team, okay? Mm-hmm. He's, not, he's not the captain of the team. He's not your Rizzo. He's not the veteran guy. He's not your Jason Hayward that people looked up to. He's not your Ian Happ on this team. He is the guy that leads by example, and people, there are rare people in sports when they walk into a room and you go, damn, we're going to be okay. This guy is here. Now, that doesn't mean Schwarber doesn't strike out a lot, right? It's, it's, or have a low batting average or all those things. I can just tell you that the, one of the few times in 2016 where I thought to myself as a reporter, they're going to win the World Series— the first time I ever thought that was when Schwarber walked out of that clubhouse and up the steps in Cleveland, and I was like, mm. "It's like Babe." It was. It felt like Babe Ruth was walking out, not because of what he had done on the field yet. He just has this way of oh, aura. Yeah, he's got this blue collar, blue collar aura and confidence around him, and and then he provides home runs like that, where you're just like, "Man, this this guy's got it." He's not. He's not a Hall of Fame player, but damn, if you can't count on him in big moments. I think uh, if Ryan and I can offer a thought, because I know Cody has uh, you don't, you expounded don't on his. Do I right? need to offer it? I don't, I don't, Everyone you don't knows how I, I Up to you, you right? But, I don't um, really want to. I'm sick. I would, I would say that I think, you know, obviously I, I, I do agree with you, Luke. And, you know, going back to the Cubs run, like I remember, I, I think that uh, the – John Morosi tweet uh, that Kyle was getting on the private jet to Cleveland yes. is chills. I, I think that's the best like 
Chicago sports tweet, potentially like of all time. Because I'm back was not, a fax. That was a fax. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not and I'm not talking about like, right, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Chicago Cubs have won the World Series. Yeah, not right. that stuff. Like new, news yeah. reports, things like that. I think that tweet, I remember reading that, like and being in my apartment and reading that and, and kind of like you and being like, oh my God. Like, they, like they, they, this is later. happening. He's like, not they, letting them he's gone. So, and he, you know, he's an interesting case, right? Because he's one of those guys that a lot of... Cubs fans, and I'm just speaking to Cubs fans because that's the fan base I'm a part of. That's who we're talking to, et cetera. During the regular season, they would hate him. They would be in the YouTube chat freaking out about how he's hitting 190. He's in a stretch where he's striking out four times a game, whatever. He, he's a very interesting player in that he doesn't hit for average. He's not a good fielder and shouldn't be in the field, right? Not a particularly good base runner, but the dude just hits tanks. And you see it in these few playoffs with mm. the Phillies. You saw it when he was with the Red Sox. And he didn't, uh, you know, he wasn't launching homers for the Cubs in 16, but you saw the impact of that bat. You need those guys in the playoffs, right? You're yeah. often going up against a team's best pitchers. Zach Galen, Merrill Kelly have been very good. Sometimes it's difficult to string together three base hits in a row and get a crooked number just by good at bats and patience and all that other stuff. Sometimes you need somebody to go up there and just sock one. Right. right and yeah. he has proven time and time again, back from when he took Garrett Cole to the Allegheny, right. That he is that dude in yeah. those moments. So like I personally, like this many years later, I don't have the energy to relitigate the decision. He, you sent that tweet yeah, that he was asked about it. Right. Yeah, like, tweet, right, Sarah. Even he, Jesse he Rogers, even Jesse like Rogers. even Kyle knows, right? Like, twenty twenty was an awful year. I don't make any excuses. Like, obviously, obviously, the Cubs made a horrible decision, right? They based a decision off of uh, a COVID weird season, and they didn't get anything for him. There's no defending that decision. I don't care which right, angle yeah. that, you're coming, especially from. that part of the decision. For but sure. as far as like relitigating it, it's like he's been gone for a while. I yeah. I don't I don't have the energy for it. But he he is uh, he is a fascinating player because he's one of those guys where like over the course of the regular season, people will debate his like overall value mm -hmm. but once you get into october yeah. and you need somebody to spark an offense like he's just proven time and time again he's as reliable as they come in that regard yeah can we pull out a tweet up real quick i said there you go um so this is from jesse rogers espn uh schwarber was asked about leaving the cubs after 2020 yesterday um obviously it is what it is i'll never make an excuse after that season in 2020 yeah, I mean, I didn't perform at all. I just knew that wasn't a rep representation of myself. So it's kind of, I think we, when we talked about it maybe last week, like that season or de that the decision to non-tender him, which, yeah, like it, it's, it was a mistake. Obviously, it was a mistake at the time, um, especially when you talk about like it was probably made under like um, financial decisions and uh, right. more than anything. But um, it, it did serve as a little bit of like a, like a, like a wake up, for him like he was he was bad in 2020 and 60 game seasons whatever like it, it it's not 162 right um but it did wake him up a little bit in terms of like he has to he has to be better because he doesn't want that to be the image of himself uh, as a baseball player as a major league baseball player um and obviously he's turned he's done great things since then and kind of like what you were saying Corey it's he's a fascinating player because like he has 
flaws in his game that over 162 games they show. Yeah. And and that's why you know like his his wins above replacement isn't so high because like you said he's not a great defender or base runner all, all that stuff but when you get into a, a a postseason where you only have a certain number of games and you just got to win a few of them like a guy with that kind of confidence who thrives in the moment and hit, hits tanks as you said like if he can get hot at the right moment going into the playoffs that can carry him through however many games he has to play to, to win a World Series, right? 162 games is a lot longer, and, and that's when the, you go through your, you know, the ebbs and the flows, the ups and the downs, and the flaws, are they, they show at some point. In a postseason, a, a, small, a smaller sample, a guy like Kyle Schwarber, obviously he's shown it. He can absolutely thrive in that moment, and that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of who he is. That's why he's such, like, an, an interesting, fascinating player. Well, and there's something, too, like, obviously, you know, like it's it's tough to control but there's obviously something to like the other night when he started the game hitting the first pitch yes. out there it creates mm-hmm. yeah. a, a, it's like a snowball back. exactly yeah. and like you think about even like against the cardinals for the cubs in 15 like hitting one on the scoreboard like being able to have those moments that get everybody in the ballpark like whoa right like that there there's a momentum to it that you know you certainly feel in the crowd you feel felt it at Wrigley you felt it in Boston it's like and you feel it in Philly right Jordans right (laughs) yeah he walks in and we're like get on his back it electrifies get on on Del Mendo's back he's got new Jays absolutely so one might say you know it it it's not these these playoffs are not the as I'm sure you know Cody has said and I know he's tweeted and stuff like they're they're not pleasant right because watching the Phillies it is a reminder of like there's just a lot of players on that team that could have bridged that gap from the core to whatever you know wherever we are now right and it would have looked really good and all it cost them was money right and you so know, you know what what makes it worse though Corey tell me is that I like watching them play I do I, too. W- I wish I didn't I wish I hated them like I hate yeah. the Cardinals. Then at least I'd no. be having a nice, normal, like regularly scheduled hate watch. Instead, I'm sitting there cheering them on, singing and then along. just and then and singing along to dancing on my own, <laughs> and then having to watch Kyle Schwarber, Nick Cassianos, Bryce Harper, just hit tanks and have that watch that crowd go wild, and I'm like. We have missed this at Wrigley for way too long, dude. Yep. Way too fucking long, bro. Way too long. We are not the Cincinnati Reds. We are the Chicago Cubs, man. We are the Chicago Cubs. We shouldn't. The Cincinnati ugh. Reds who did. Oh. Hey, but Nick, the East Coast Cassiano. Cubs are fun to watch. No, I'm not, Listen, where the Cubs are at now, like where the roster is now, like I am excited about the future. It's just hard to feel to 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 move on to next year here in October when we you get to watch these guys do what they're doing when a the Cubs shit their pants in September and b watching former Cubs who you know you can argue were former Cubs and cu- guys who should have been Cubs watch them have success in the postseason and it just leaves you wondering what if I feel like I'm watching. Uh, you know, the, the Bulls in the early 2010s all over again. Like, what if Derrick Rose doesn't get hurt? You know what I mean? Like, what if the Bears fucking found a quarterback? Like, I, I, that's that's all these teams do to me in this city. What if? <laughs> what fucking if? Well, and it, gonna, it's, it just well, makes me freaking save him for Foul Mouth Friday's well, show. And I, <laughs> I would add, too, like, one thing I would say, too, about 
Kyle in particular, and Castellanos to a degree, because Castellanos was bad in the regular season mm-hmm. last year, right? He's he's not, I, I feel like him and Kyle are in like two different conversations uh, as far as like letting them go or not, you know what I mean? Uh, but with Kyle in particular, like he is a good lesson in like as we figure out how the Cubs are going to build this next roster, like you have to have the space for that right you have to build a lineup and you know a one through nine that supports a guy that is going to hit 190 but hit 50 homers right like and not every lineup is supported for that we and you know they're they're not the same guys so don't take it this way but like when the Cubs offense was struggling people get frustrated with someone like Patrick Wisdom who has a similar makeup? Again, not an exact comparison. Yeah, I wouldn't Please have don't wisdom lead off of that. in a postseason game, but <laughs> but, yeah. but it's like the Phillies have a deep lineup. They have a different variety of hitters, and they have other guys that that lead that offense throughout the season, right? So that you can support. Hey, like we don't care if he hits 190 because we need these 50 homers and we have the space for it with the way we built out this and, lineup. And he's always had a great play approach, so he does walk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Wisdom doesn't walk a lot. So, yeah, yeah he talked yeah. about that too, about how much he's embraced the whole leadoff thing and how he loves it. And he loves mm-hmm. the opportunity to turn that stadium on fire with the first at bat of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the the last, I mean, I don't know if we could talk about this for four hours, but oh no, we have a hard out today. Hard out. Uh, <laughs> but the last thing minutes. I would say, because it's just part of my brand, I guess, uh, the one thing that's very important to remember is that Kyle has won a World Series as a member of the Chicago Cubs. Mm-hmm. He has not won a World Series as a member of any other organization, at least as of this moment. Right. So I think it might do be with coming. that information what do you Do people will. forget that? A lot of people do forget that, okay. yeah. Well, that's, like last year, I, I cheered for the Astros in the World Series because I didn't want to see Schwarber win and one with another team. But I don't know, man. I mean, maybe if, it, if it's Phillies Rangers, maybe I can root for the Rangers. I don't know. I just, I, I ah. like the vibe. I like Ranger, the vibe. Yeah. It doesn't and sound it, like a company it, man to And me. it makes me sick. I'm a Philly guy. He doesn't this, sound He doesn't sound like me, a company man. Makes me a little nauseous, but oh, I'm, don't tell I'm, me I'm, I'm not a company man. I, I have been giving plenty, I've been giving more support for the Phillies and the Diamondbacks you over the last two the Rangers. I said maybe. Yeah, he's, he's like, contemplating I, like, I don't wa- like, I don't want to. My heart wants to root for the Phillies. But then the other part of my heart doesn't because it's like painful. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just it is what it is. I'm not. He's, I think it, waiting for TXAS I think it to does, open up. <laughs> I I do think it it makes a good deal of sense, right? There's there's something about like Nicholas Castellanos winning a World Series as a Philly, and then they'll get a video of him trying to climb one of those greased up street poles mm-hmm. with no shirt on, probably no clothes yeah, on. Right. And there's something the about that that like you just even as a Cubs fan have to identify yeah. as saying like you know what that just feels right. And I don't I I. I don't have a problem with that. By the way, uh, Chris in the in the chat is asking what he should eat for lunch. I'll tell you what he should eat. Uh, Jarge Bakery's chocolate chip coffee cake, which I kindly brought in honor of my wedding anniversary, which is today. Ooh, because I'm a giver. Industry. I'm a giver at all times. That's, so look we're at that all beauty. celebrating. Look at that beauty. Huh? Eight years of wedded bliss. Huh? How about that? That's how, how many years has it been? Eight years. Eight years? Can, can you believe she's put up with me for eight years? Eight years, wow. You guys are Bigger at a year her. and a half, and you're like, I don't know if we that, can do another credit, year. That's out credit of my to former Kate. home. Yep, credit to Kate for <laughs> that one. That's out of my former home of Elk Grove Village, Illinois. Go get it. There, it you're right. right. Higgins and Arlington Heights. Higgins and Arlington Heights. Credit Road. to Kate, who might watch this show a lot, who deals with me all the time. 
eh, she might not watch as much as you think. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going based off all the times you show us of your son watching right. the show. Yeah. She does watch sometimes. She just has to mute when you start talking just in case like a curse word comes out. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. was aware that Schwarber <laughs> hit a home run last night. Yeah. She's like, oh, I can't watch today or can't let him watch today. Cody's going to go off. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the foul language. I should have warned her it was coming today. I'll tweet uh, the Bart Simpson thing tomorrow. Hopefully I don't do this again. Hey, are you guys in the market for a new or used vehicle? If you are, then we have some great news for you because Ray, Chevy, and Fox Lake has just joined the CHGO team, and we're talking to the team at Ray, and they gave us this pledge called the Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership. Now, we've found in many other cases, other dealers are going to try and raise the price on you when you go into the dealership, saying things like, hey, are you a recent college grad? Are you active in the military? Are you a farmer by any chance? Most cases, the answer is no. And that's when the other dealers try to raise the price on you, saying the price online includes limited rebates that you don't qualify for. Well, at Ray, that is not the case. The price you see online is the price you pay with no add-ons to the price ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which might make that price even lower than what you see online. Is one of the top-selling dealers in the Midwest. You're always able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories. And right now, you can save big at Ray Chevy during their Trucker Treat Savings event because it's 0% is back and now available on new Silverado trucks, the perfect tailgate vehicle. So come on in to Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake and find the vehicle you've been searching for. Best of all, pay zero hidden fees with the Ray Price Promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com. Serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. And you guys are wondering, what, what did I get Kate for an anniversary gift? What did yeah. you get her? Well, I thought about picking up a jarish coffee cake. Instead, I brought that to you guys. That was nice of me. Credit to you. me. What am I getting her? Charlie the Bacon Guy is based out of Woodridge, Illinois, and you can make he makes terrific craft bacon and bacon jams in over 30 different flavors. Hey, baby, what do you think about this bacon jam? Bacon and bacon jams, all naturally cured. Fancy preservative-free products that are, oh, man, I, I got to tell you, Charlie is just a man. You think he's a bacon man? Vacuum sealed, freezes great. Bacon lasts in a package up to 45 days in the fridge, six months in the freezer. The jam lasts 60 days in the fridge, but at our house, it lasts 20 seconds because we put the bacon jam on crackers. We put the bacon jam in our omelets. We put the bacon jam on toast. We put the bacon jam on a spoon. Charlie the Bacon Guy. Follow him on Twitter, Instagram. I'm just telling you, if you don't think that's going to be the gift that she's going to want tonight, the bacon jam, that's what she wants. That's the bacon jam. what she wants. Every woman says to herself, listen, if I could get something for my anniversary, maybe it's a fancy dress. Maybe it's some new fancy shoes. Maybe he'll get me a Lexus, a, a, a sport utility vehicle. No, 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 no. They're all thinking in the back of their head, bacon, bacon jam. Absolutely. This man would just get me some dang bacon jam for the anniversary. So that's what I'm doing. Big of you. Hope Thank I didn't you. give anything away. But that bright, shiny box that I'm if bringing home watching. tonight is full of bacon jam. <laughs> Uh, that, was, right. that, was, that was a moment. <laughs> Are you ready for grades? <laughs> yeah. Ready to grade somebody? We should the, start at the top. A plus for the ad reads. Yeah. yeah. A plus? Oh, thank you. I don't know if you guys heard, though. Cody and I have discussed that we, we think we are leaning towards a five-star scale and now starting to also grade the YouTube chat. The chat. Yeah, I saw yeah. Grading okay. the chat. I don't Which think we're going to do it today. I thought maybe we saved that for tomorrow, but... Well, I think a lot of people are here for that. 
They are, but we're on a hard out tonight. Uh, that's yeah. true. Hard so, out today. Hard out. So, all right, let's grade Justin Steele. 16-5 and five on the season. 28-year-old, now ace of the Cubs. We went into the season and weren't sure exactly what type of start he was going to be, right? Well, I think we all thought, hey, Justin Steele, he looks like a good number. He, I think he's developed into a good number three. Maybe if we're lucky, he's a good number two. All of a sudden, he's in the Cy Young race. So for me, the grade was simple, and it looks like across the board, we're all thinking the same thing. I don't know that we yeah. – did we give out any – I don't think I gave out an A last year. I might have given an A. I don't think I gave any individual in player an A. I don't think you did. I don't think you did. I might have might have given an A to Nico last year. Yeah, maybe Nico yeah, if anyone. I think, I think that would have been one See, of and I, I probably would have said not enough home runs, still room for improvement, got to win the gold glove. Yeah, I don't think you gave any A's out. I don't either. No. This but might be my first A. Big of you. Well, I mean, he totally exceeded every expectation, did he not? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I think, like, if you're giving him an A-plus, right, like, that would mean that that that's his peak, right? Like, there's no, like, he, he did everything right. possible and, right. and was won as good as he could possibly yeah. be. Didn't um, I, I, not even that. Yeah. Not even not winning the Cy Young is, is why. That's not the reason I gave him an A. I just think, like, there is still... Like, there is still room for improvement. I think he can still be a better pitcher than he was this year, as awesome as he was. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, he really dominates with two pitches, right? And I know the fastball, he can play with the the, the, the shaping and stuff to make it just kind of seem like more than get two. Different, yeah, yeah, go different ways. and um, so, But it's still, like, fastball, slider. And that's how he dominates. And I, I'm like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, if he could develop, a, like, a true third pitch uh, some this offseason, like, I, I wonder how that could – like if that could get get him up another level, in, in that sense, just because like again, it's two pitches, and if he can carve out a great career with two pitches, like that's an outstanding job. But like if you have another pitch that, because he 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 like ninety something percent of his pitches were either fastball or slider this year. If he can develop a pitch that he can throw consistently with confidence, that can get outs the way he does, like that that takes him to a whole <laughs> other level in my opinion. Because now obviously as a third pitch that. Um, hitters have to account for and, and, and be looking out for. Um, so I think, and yeah, it's not, it's not an A plus, not because he won or didn't win the Cy Young or he had a couple bad starts at the end of the season. Um, I just think to give him an A plus means that, that he could do no better. And I don't, I think there's still more in there for him to improve. He's been a late bloomer, right? He's 28. Like he's a little on the later side of like this breakout, but like, it's still pretty young, and I think there's still enough time for him to really, yeah, just to get, just to improve on what he's been able to do and be an even better pitcher than he was this year. I think he's got it in him. I got a question for Cody. Because he is 28 and a late bloomer, do you have any less confidence that he can repeat it again next year? You know what I'm saying? Like, does that, does that give you any tiny bit of hesitation to just say he's gonna do it again next year I think most pitchers if they started to get better and better and better and they hit that point and say oh they're definitely doing it next year but because he's 28 and we don't have that season before do you have any hesitation to say that it's definitely coming again next year no I, I mean I don't know if he can I don't know if we'll be sitting here in October next year thinking mm -hmm. that Steele is the ace of the staff but I do think he's a top one like top two of your rotation guy you know we've talked about how we think the Cubs need to get a high-end starter or something like that in the offseason but 
for, again, based off the expectations and everything, he, he definitely surmounted them. Um, you know, coming into the year, you know, you saw what he did in the second half of 2022, and you're hoping he would build on it, and he didn't have a letdown. His, his probably is, you know, I, I see uh, the godfather, uh, you know, criticizing us for giving an A because uh, – He's giving Steel a B. Because he's giving Steel a B. Good old godfather. Um, because they didn't make the playoffs. And, like, I, I understand in some aspects that, that thinking. Uh, but when you're talking about individually, like, he is the reason – he is a, a massive percentage of why they were even in the playoff hunt to begin with. And that's why, to me, he gets an A – yeah, there's certain things that, you know, I hope he can improve on and become even better than what he already is, like Ryan said. Uh, I think the defense behind him helped him a lot, but you could say that about every Cubs pitcher. Um, and you could say that about any pitcher you put in this on this team based off the defense that they have right now. But what I loved about Steele the most this year, and this, you know, this was up until the very end of September – Anytime they needed a big start out of him, he went out there and gave him quality innings and, you know, helped save the bullpen on in certain stretches of the season. And to me, I don't have a reason to not think that that won't happen again next year. So, again, I don't, I don't think long-term he's like your ace of the staff going to be in the Cy Young race every year. But you developed a homegrown pitcher, something that you got criticized about for years and years and years – and not only did you develop him and him become, you know, serviceable, but he was your best pitcher all season. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so, you know, from an individual s- standpoint, he deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, and he was healthy for pretty yeah, much. And he, he had one stand on the I.L., I think, for the minimum days. For that forearm, right? Where it's like last year he didn't pitch the last month of the season. I think it was like a lower back issue. And his goal was to get through the season and get 180 innings and all that. Didn't quite get to it. I think he ended up with like 173, something like that. Didn't quite get there, but he could have. And he was just, for the most part, healthy the entire season. I think that's that's huge to show that like he can, like his body is starting, is, is handling the 162 games, 30-plus start season. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, yeah. So I, I see uh, the godfather, you know, saying A means no improvement needed that's not how I necessarily looked at it I I have an A for Steele because he was able to answer the question (laughs) he pitched at a Cy Young level for about half the season in 2022 right and he answered the question of whether he could carry that over he did Mm -hmm. right uh so I think him being able to do that I mean almost any metric you look at right he was just shy of that like kind of 180 innings threshold that, you know, people like to look at for, for starters and stuff. Um, and I think him being able to continue on what he did in 2022 and basically be the favorite for the Cy Young, him and Blake Snell, like mm-hmm. uh, up until the last couple weeks. middle of September, to Arizona, right? Like, right? Like, yeah, like I, I think that gets him an A because he was able to continue and build upon what he had done the year before. Mm -hmm. And as you said, Luke, he's doing this as someone who is on the slightly older side for somebody having this type of like breakout. So if there was any question, I I think it would be to your your question about that, like, can he continue to Mm -hmm. develop? Can he continue to like make adjustments if they become necessary, right? As someone the ceiling. 
Yeah, and way, you know, yeah. to me, like, like great, right? Saying. Like he he had a three point oh six ERA, and that's with a few bad starts toward the end of the year. It was sub three basically the yeah. entire season. He was almost a five WAR starting pitcher. Whatever metric you want to look at, right? Like yeah. some of the basic ones, the more advanced ones. He was really really good, and even if you're looking like his his FIP, his fielding independent pitching was right in line with his ERA. So, like, there wasn't even a lot of, like, oh, he was getting lucky or the defense, you know, was the only reason. Like, his numbers looked like what they should be, even if you're digging into them. So I think that's where I I give him the A. Again, if A-plus was the only threshold that he was trying to attain that he didn't get, it's what Ryan said. And that's the question about him. Can he go over that 180 inning mark? Can he avoid, I, I he didn't break down at the end of the year. The starts weren't that bad. They that's lost that's too strong a word, but he wasn't as good in those last few yeah. starts as he was throughout the season. And obviously with hopefully heightened expectations in 2024, you're going to need that to not happen, right? And and now that can also be on maybe the coaching, you know, maybe you space out some of the starts over the course of the season. You don't ride him as much early in the year. You do have to prepare for that, right? But that would be the only area. Like, other than that, you're taking a, a starting pitcher who gave you 30 starts, sub three ERA for most of them, barely over three by the end of the year, almost five wins above replacement, like, well, I, you know, what more do you want, right? Like, yeah. when I look at this team, I do believe they need another top of the rotation arm. When you look at how these playoffs go, like, we talk so much about the Phillies offense, but Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler are, you know, 1A, 1B, the reasons that they're in this situation, right? Like, so right now I don't feel like the Cubs have that. I think Steele could be one of those guys, I was just but I think when you, you look around, I, I don't think that they have that. And the thing with Steele, I believe in Justin Steele, right? I believe he can be this guy. Mm-hmm. He has not proven it, yeah. right? He hasn't pitched in the playoffs. And that's, tr- not, that's not his fault, right? <laughs> but, like, when we're looking at, like, okay, do the Cubs have a Nola, a, a Wheeler? Do they have a rotation like they did in 2016? No, right? Like, mm-hmm. who is going to be those guys that can just anchor this team in the playoffs, even if they can't score any runs, right? I think Steele can be one of those guys, but he hasn't had a chance to prove it. I do not think anybody else currently on the team is that guy. Kyle Hendricks is amazing in the postseason, but expecting that of him as he continues to get older over and over and over again just feels risky. Could he do it? Would I trust him to? Of course, he's Kyle Hendricks, right? But as constructed, I think they need one more person that you would look at and say, we're throwing this guy in game one of a you know, wild card series or whatever it is, because he's going to go out there and win this game. I won't ask Corey this because it's against his uh, beliefs. Uh Uh-oh. Could he be their John Lester moving forward? Okay. And that's very much in line with my belief. I, I, (laughs) I, I say that because as Corey was just talking about, you still had Arietta, you had Hendricks at his peak, right? And and then you had Lester. Okay, so you need three guys. Maybe Stroman's that guy for one year. I don't know. But I believe they'll need two pitchers moving forward. So whether that's Yamamoto, maybe it's Aaron Nola, who's had three terrific posts. He's making cash hand over fist this postseason. Mm-hmm. Whether that's be- with the Phillies or the Cubs. But could he be that guy that's the veteran guy, the, the veteran left-hander on, on a, a team 
that wins the World Series, and you could say he's their one, you could say he's their two, you could even say he's their three, depending on how he's pitching at that time, but could you see him being that guy? A John Lester type. I mean, I, I can see it. I, I can see. I, I know he has the mentality, uh, and he's not like he's an he's not an overpowering velocity type pitcher. Like I think he's a little more like John Lester as a pitcher than unlike him um, in terms of like how they kind of do things. Um, but I mean, and that also goes to your original question: is like, do you believe he can do it again next year? And for me, I do believe so. But it also like ultimately doesn't matter. Uh, because or what, it doesn't matter what I believe because he has to go out and do it. And it's something that David Ross kind of mm-hmm. talked about uh, towards the end of the season, um, paraphrasing, of course, that just like kind of what you did the season before doesn't matter when the next season starts, right? Like if you want to be a great pitcher like a John Lester, like you have to go out and do it again. And then that season ends and you go out and do it again. And then you go and do it again and do it again. And that's how you build a great <laughs> career. You're not a great pitcher just because you did it one time. You have to go out and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. Um, so while I think like Justin Steele can be a really good pitcher for this team and one of those guys, a la John Lester, they count on in a postseason game that they really they feel very comfortable and very confident with him on the mound, like he has to be the one to go out and do it. And that's, I, yeah, he's, he's 28, a little bit of a late bloomer, but like I don't think, like he's not, again, he's not built on like velocity or any of that stuff. So, like the stuff he does can translate a little longer as far as like he's not going to be losing velocity later on in, in his career because that's not like his the biggest part of his game. Um, but I think it just all comes down to how how can he improve on what he did this year, but how can he just keep going and doing it every year? Because that's how you become a great pitcher is not based on one year. It's based on what you do over a long a long career uh, and, and how you obviously help a, t- a team win. Well, so uh, I, I do have to speak on this legally. Oh, I'm obligated legally to speak obligated? on conversations involving John I thought it was against John your Lester. beliefs. Um, the direct comparison is uh, against my beliefs, but um, I'll, I'll get to that. The, the one thing I would say, you know, that, that we saw from Steele that I think is one of the most important attributes about him, and it does relate to John Lester. When Lester called, I think, Ross and offered the thoughts about uh-huh. where he, I think he was throwing uh, yeah, it was this, like a fastball this, down and in. Right. I think it was like, hit him with your fastball trust. They, he, he listened, he adapted. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's one of the most important traits to see in someone making this kind of a jump. Right. Are they, are they making changes? Are they listening to ideas for how to get better? Are they willing to, change what they're doing to continue getting better and we've seen that from Steele right it's it's very important he's not a stubborn guy he's an extremely hard mm-hmm. worker and he is willing to do what it takes to get better I think that's very important as as far as the direct comparison I think he can be that guy where he is reliable uh, and someone you turn to but you know maybe not necessarily like their absolute best mm-hmm. like blow them away you know as you said like Cy Young guy every single year a- again the part I'm I'm like legally obligated to bring up is that it's an extremely high standard mm-hmm. right uh for wh- whatever role you envisioned him you know when he was with the Cubs etc because obviously Jake Arrieta was insane 
in 2015. Kyle Hendricks uh, and John Lester, both, you know, I think two, three in the Cy Young race in 16, right? So there's a lot like that, that goes into that, but John Lester has uh, 154 career postseason innings with a 2.51 ERA. My point being that was just off the top of your head, by the way. Yes, I have that memorized. It's actually tattooed on my uh, lower thigh. Um, My point being with that is anybody, Justin Steele or otherwise, we should be so lucky that they could be a John Lester in the playoffs. He's he's quite literally one of the best postseason pitchers we've ever seen, certainly of like this generation. Uh, And if anybody wants to get to that level like Kyle Hendricks certainly has a really strong resume in that regard he's been very good in the playoffs um but that it's just something like Steele hasn't had the opportunity to do it but to get to that level I mean you know we're like yeah I hope so right (laughs) like I but we should be so lucky that anybody on the team sniffs what John Lester was in the playoffs I'll I'll add before you know if, if Cody has any additional thoughts like I don't think he would be one of the the top two, but you look in 2016, the Cubs used four guys. Lackey started some of those Mm -hmm. games too. He wasn't great in some of those games, but it was important to keep those other guys fresh, right? And you knew he was a veteran that could be relied on to a certain degree. We saw what happened with Cleveland that year. With yes, right, three, right, yeah, guys get hurt, guys get worn out. Like, and Corey Kluber was great the first two times, not the third time. I think Mm -hmm. they would have been really happy had they had somebody to go (laughs) instead of him one of those starts, right? Mm -hmm. But, um, Jamison Tyone, like, could be uh, he should be a guy that's in that mix, right? Like, the, the guy he was before this season is a guy you're giving the ball to in the playoffs. Maybe not in a three-game wildcard series, but in these seven-game series of the NLCS, the World Series, like, he should, if he can't get back to that point where he's even, like, a game four starter, it's a it's a big problem. And obviously, like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's an easy fix. He was terrible for most of the uh, 2023 season, but he has the pedigree and the sort of past history to get there they they do need to find a way to get him into that mix i would just say based off everything you guys have already said that the one thing that justin Steele showed this year that reminded me of john lester the most was that in starts where he just wasn't his best he found a way to still go five or six and we saw john lester do that a lot um, throughout his tenure with the Cubs. And so, yeah, not he hasn't got any postseason experience, so you can't – I don't know what to expect for that. And I agree with Corey. It's hard to put those kinds of expectations or to compare a guy because I think John Lester is a borderline Hall of Famer at at least. <laughs> um, he's, he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I, to me, he goes in. If we're going to let Harold Baines in, John Lester deserves to go in. Uh, so – I I I I I'm optimistic about, you know, him getting better like I said earlier. So, yeah, again, Justin Steele, he I think Ryan highlighted a lot all year, man. Like he is he was probably the best story for the Cubs all season in terms of the pitching infrastructure, pitching development, all the stuff that they've been shoving down our throats for 5 years telling mm-hmm. us that things were going to get better with that. I mean, he was a 2014 draft pick that experienced a lot of injuries. Um, he, they started him in the bullpen. He comes out. He, he, they, you know, once the trade deadline 2021 happens, they they let him start a, this, some of the second half games. 
and he had some ups and downs. So, uh, 2022, rough first half of the season until June, and then he took off, and he's only he's took off since then. And so I don't think there's any reason for anyone to not have any belief that he can at least be what he was this year going forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all right. Yeah. So A's A's across the board for well, John it, Lester. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's it's also <laughs> it, it you know it's also one of those things where just like anything else, and I kind of brought it up when we were talking about Kyle and the Phillies lineup or things like that. Like it's about how you line things up, right? Like I think if you go into twenty twenty four. Needing Steele to be your number one and and be that guy who's the only person in the staff you're like expecting to possibly be in that Cy Young mix. I don't I don't think that's going to be good enough. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's not a knock on Steele. Right. It's all about how you fit these guys into the, the bigger picture. Right. Like it's easy to compare things to the 2016 team because they won the World Series and they're one of the best teams we've ever seen in baseball in several facets of the game. Right. But something that's so important, like Kyle Hendricks is what, your three starter? Jake Arrieta wasn't as good as he was in 2015, and so you're able to start him game two, right, in the World Series against Cleveland? Like, that's that's the key, right, is it it needs to be a bigger thing. And right now we have questions on Tyone, even though I think they should be able to fix them to a degree. You have big questions on Marcus Stroman, Right, he's been a consistent guy throughout his career, but he was not good before the injury, after the injury, and probably coming back. We don't even know what's going on there, so you have big questions there. So, I think you need somebody else that does not have those questions. That is no, you know, ifs, ands, or buts at a top of the rotation guy, because if you're looking at Justin Steele as like slated as the two, but if he could perform as the one perfect right but if it all lies on him again right we saw so many times down the stretch in 2023 where it was basically like if Justin Steele is not perfect tonight they're gonna lose right the offense isn't gonna score or the bullpen's gonna blow this game right you you cannot have that again that's kind of my point but 2025 when you go Shohei Steele Tyone you feel pretty good about it (laughs) and And then Horton Horton. Kate Horton yeah sorry Kate Horton and then I don't. And hopefully, you know, Jordan Wicks is in the rotation. That's right. That's yeah. right. We got a, we got a, a RWB team. We see you. We, we love having you You're in the chat all the time. We love having you here. See, don't think we're ignoring you, man. RWB is probably trying to improve that five-star rating. That's, is, a, that's a wise move. Well, Anytime you, you say nice things. He's an OG. He's the, oh, he's yeah. the one who called you Steve. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's that why is, I got yeah, Steve. See? Yeah, so that's like why we, you have the obvious shirt that we, just says Steve on it. We always appreciate Steve. you. Steve. Uh, Corey, tell us about <laughs> Sunnyside <laughs> Cannabis Dispensary. I can do that, Luke. Sunnyside Cannabis. Speaking of five stars. Yeah, f- ten stars out of five for Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping. A place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season. As I always say, whether you are experienced on your cannabis journey or just starting out, Sunnyside's knowledgeable staff can answer any questions you have Uh, help direct you in the right direction for the types of products you want to use, the best way to go about things, what to buy, what not to buy. The Sunnyside staff will help you out. They are friendly, knowledgeable, easy to talk to, and happy to answer any questions. They also have a great transparent loyalty program, 
and online ordering is easy. You place it, I place it on my phone. The order is ready to be picked up in mere seconds. Uh, and of course, I visit the location in Wrigleyville, just steps from beautiful, historic Wrigley Field. Sometimes I would go to, you know, get a donut, Luke, get a coffee. Mm -hmm. While I'm waiting for the donut, place the order at Sunnyside, walk past beautiful historic Wrigley Field, head down on Clark Street, boom, at Sunnyside, I'm home, quick, easy, no time at all. Perfect day. Perfect day. Perfect Those are day. good vibes. Only, only way it would be better is if the Cubs were playing playoff baseball later that night at beautiful historic Wrigley Field. But at Sunnyside, you can shop their wonderful house of brands like Good News, Gummies, Rechargeable Vape Pens, and Carts, perfect for great moments with the crew or Cresco, reliably excellent cannabis, consistent quality, experience, and availability of flour, vapes, concentrates, and pre-rolls. Through October 31st, head to sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order, one use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. That is not only for new customers, anyone can use our code. That code again, CHGO25. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Must be 21 or older or an Illinois med card holder. So this is kind of awkward. I'm wearing a Circus Sports hoodie, but they're like our, they're our friends with DraftKings. Like they're both our friends, right? Like, so, like, like, yeah. like I don't know what to do here. Like, <laughs> like cover anyway, yourself up. <laughs> yeah, like I love both apps. They're my favorite apps. I roll over and I check the lines for both apps, you know? And you uh, have two phones so you can do it at the same time, <laughs> that's right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game this October. Uh... What game? We got Thursday night football tomorrow. We got playoff baseball tonight and tomorrow. We got, I mean, Hockey. we are today. Yeah we, yeah, we have the Connor Bedard show. I bet everything on Connor Bedard so far. I don't even know what I'm. I don't even know anything about hockey, and I've been making money off Connor Bedard. Give thanks to the the Blackhawks guys. Uh, Give me a sec. I'll find the Mizzou line for you guys. Have, I know, I know you guys care about that. Tonight is tonight is the or today is the 14th straight day of 50 straight days of football. Uh, don't take it for granted because in June you'll be thinking about it. Uh, Missouri's a seven-point favorite at home. Homecoming against South Carolina on Saturday. <laughs> but we have a hard out, so ha continue. Hammer it. <laughs> We're hammering it. Uh, Illinois has their uh, homecoming game this weekend, too. Uh, get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code CHGO. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets. When you bet five on the NFL, that's code CHGO only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for gambling problem? Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Woo. Very nice. It. Hey, if you had to pick a DraftKings player of the week, it's got to be Kyle Schwarber or... 
you know, Connor Bedard for winning you so much cash. One well, of yeah, the two. so the Blackhawks guys have been telling me that like it's an absolute lock to take the shot, like the over on shots on goal, which has been consistently set at three and a half. I think it's hit every game for the Hawks this okay. year. I'd taken the over on points the first two games, and he got a point first two games as well. So, but every, his shots so, on goal. And Cody, Cody knows right. exactly what a point is. In mm-hmm. Yeah. So what kind yeah. of point? I, <laughs> I've learned so dark. much about hockey over the last two weeks. I mean. I might as well move to Canada by now or something. I, sure. I, it, it's not up to me, but I, I still think it's very funny. Any chance I get to, uh, because my brother is a diehard Anaheim Ducks fan, uh, Corey Perry scored a goal yeah. for the Blackhawks in Toronto and pointed, I think, at friends of his. There was a rumor it was like fans, but I think it was friends of his in the stands. Uh, and just Corey Perry scoring goals for the Blackhawks. He's always going to be the DraftKings player of the week, for, as long as he's scoring goals. Well, it's just very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Cody Del Pucco. That's going to be his new nickname. Also, I, I saw it was Evil Wax seventy three finishing that conversation we were having on Steel. Uh, one of th- that comment he made earlier about Assad and Wicks, where he's like, "I love Assad mm-hmm. and Wicks, but a rotation of Steel, Stroman, Tyone, Hendricks, Assad, Wicks. Obviously, they're not all starting. It th- it's great depth, right? But I I don't know if that's good enough." Yeah. To, to get to where this team wants to be. It's not a knock on any of those guys individually, but, like, the depth is good. You throw, like, one top-of-the-rotation guy, and it's not e- always easy to get those, right? But, like, one more top-of-the-rotation guy. Want to be in the NLCS next year. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and then you would feel great because you do need that depth. We learned this year and really every year, it's not going to be a one-through-five thing. You're not going to start the same five guys Every time, they're not all going to start 32 games or whatever it is. You're going to need the depth. But as far as, like, is that group good enough right now to compete for a championship? I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it. so, right? All right. Yeah. We have very little time for Christopher Morrell because we went heavy on steel, which is expected. Let's see our grades, first of all, for Morrell. He may get a little extra time in one of the other podcasts, but we're all in the B range, right? I'm the lowest grade at B-. minus. Cody and Corey both went B plus. Ryan in the middle at B. Mm-hmm. Here's the only stat I want to share with you that I, I found that I thought was cool. Only four players in baseball hit 25 or more home runs with less than 400 at bats. One of them, of course, is Christopher Morrell. 26 home runs and 388 at bats. The guy that hit the most with less than 400 at bats Aaron Judge, 37 home runs, yeah. played one less game than Morrell did and had 367 at-bats, so even fewer at-bats. Well, okay, it's Aaron Judge. But the other two are Jose Siri of the Rays and Francisco Alvarez of the Mets. He has undeniable power. The reason I went B-minus is one of the things we wanted to see from Morrell, we know he has the power. We know, we know it's there, right? Mm-hmm. We want to see... Slightly more consistent at bats because we've, you know, we've just talked about Schwarber. An imperfect hitter can still be very valuable to a team. But I would like to, because he is so athletic, I want to see Morrell get the everyday position that Jed Hoyer has kind of set as the bar for him now and said, we got to find him a spot. I want to see him to do the Madrigal program and, and, and earn a spot as the everyday third baseman. I think yeah. it's the only way he... I be, I personally believe it's the only way he's going to stick with the Cubs. Yeah, I, I look at it, and I I was I was a beast. I was right around your range. And, yeah, I, he improved in many areas offensively, whether it was in some ways like 
slugging slugging percentage or isolated power like he improved a lot or strikeout rate he impro- uh, improved a little bit was 32.2 percent last year down to 31 so slight <laughs> improvement but still <laughs> sure. like it's still pretty high right right um he improved in most areas at least a little bit offensively but as you're saying like defensively he does not have a home has not proven he really has one on, on this team because i think his best he looked best at second base and that's locked up for the next three years and like, they don't like him at third base they're saying yeah. that's the obvious spot but they right. clearly don't like, like him so but the, right? yeah, so that is that would be as you're looking at it right now because we've seen him in the outfield and he just doesn't look comfortable out there like third base especially with the arm the arm is like great it's it, you look at it it rates very highly across baseball just just as far as arm strength goes if he can figure out third base and just to be a consistent defender there that yeah that's a great spot for him it just that's what we want like you said we wanted to see that this year we didn't see it I can't I can't give him more than a B because we just didn't while while the offense was was really good for majority of the season he had his ups and downs too and that's what you're going to get with him as a hitter just the fact that we didn't see any defensive improvement uh, in areas that you needed right. to, that we wanted to see it from him, I, I think that's what knocked him down well, for me. Yeah. For all the hitters, at least to be. Yeah, I mean, so I think, uh, and, and Rick DeHouse in our chat is kind of saying what I was going to say, is like, we don't know how much of his fielding is because of him or the organization, mm-hmm. right? Because as Rick DeHouse pointed out, he went down to AAA and they never played him there, right? Like, we saw the concerted effort that, Nick Madrigal made. But, but where did he get better in the offseason? Well, sure. So, that, so that's the thing. That's where it's like it, it, there, there's part of this that we don't know, right? Like, is was he not given more of an opportunity because he just didn't make improvements and they just genuinely don't believe he can get the throws down or be consistent enough? Or did they just not give him, they, they felt like he was better served doing other stuff. So that that's where it's like, I think the grades are going to vary because we just don't know. It depends who you want to <clears throat> I, place that blame, if we'll call it blame, right? Like, he, he didn't get that shot. Like, we saw Nick Madrigal get that concerted time and effort, and again, to his credit, he did it and came through and rated very well as a defensive third baseman, even if he can't hit. Um, that was for you, Ryan. Uh, with... <laughs> With Morell, we do, we don't know why he didn't really get that much of a chance, but he didn't, right? We did not see him in Iowa playing third base every day. We didn't see him in, in spring training playing third base relentlessly and taking those things. But I, I gave him a B-plus because as a 24-year-old, right, who had 425 plate appearances in 2022, he came in and, again, in a very inconsistent role, right? He's up, he's down, he's DHing. Sometimes he was occasionally asked to play the field, things like that. He's sitting for five days at a time. Sometimes he's leading off. Sometimes he's hitting ninth. You know, he had a, a, a solid offensive season, 119, 119 <clears throat> WRC+. Plus. I, I think at times he's an inconsistent hitter. He showed some better patience toward the end yeah. of the year. He had some really nice plate appearances where he was taking seven, eight, nine pitches and walking a little more. Walk rate about the same, K rate, you know, a percent lower, yeah, right? So you, you'd like to have seen more improvement there. But I think for a 24-year-old, doing what they asked him to do, I think he had a really nice season. Um, would like to see some more improvements on the discipline, the strikeouts, thing like that. 
but I, I think he has a lot of room for growth to get to where he really wants to and needs to be as a player on both sides y- you'd like for him to find a position he's too athletic to not find a position but is that his fault or the organization's fault I don't know all right we got two minutes left Cody take it right. away <clears throat> so I think we all the way that I look at it I gave him a b plus like Corey because again Christopher Morrell wasn't some highly touted prospect he Literally, like, no one knew who this guy was until May 17th, 2022, all right? And he made significant improvements this year compared to 2022. 2022, 16 homers. This year, 26. Yeah, his walk rate was about the same, 8.9 last year, 8.4 this year, 32% K rate last year, 31. So those two things are pretty much the same. Uh, Batting average, 235 last year, 247 this year. 308 on base last year, 313 this year, 508 slug this year, 433 last year. So pretty much the same slug, a little bit more, obviously had more homers. Uh, Way runs created plus 108 last year, 119 this year. Uh, his fan graphs roar last year, uh, 1.6, 1.4 this year. So yeah, there, there were improvements in certain parts and then some parts were still the same. The way that I look at it, and this is only because everyone loves to do this, Everyone loves to compare this guy to Javi Baez. Everyone loves to compare just based off the vibes and the energy that he brings. And it's all very similar to Javi Baez. The only thing that he hasn't done that Javi Baez does is play defense elite on the infield somewhere. I do think he showed that he can play second base, but unfortunately there's just not a spot for them there with, with Nico Horner here. Right. Um, You know, so when I I was, I did this a few weeks ago, I looked up Javi Javi Baez's numbers, like his first, the first season where he was a full-time player, which was 2017, all right? In 2017, in 508 play appearances, so that that's every play appearance, not just at, quote-unquote, at bats. Um, 23 homers, 5.9 walk rate, 28.3% K rate, 273, 317, 480 slash line with a 98 way runs created plus and a 2.9 F4. Now, the 2.9 F4 is probably because of the defense, uh, obviously, obviously there was, it was like, you know, he hit 23 homers. He was a very solid second baseman for the Cubs in 2017. I just look at those numbers and I'm like, Christopher Morrell in certain aspects was way better than Javi Baez that year before, like the year before he won or was the national league runner up for MVP. His way runs created plus was higher this year and he hit more homers. He has a higher walk rate. Okay. The strikeout rates 2% higher or 3% higher than Javi Baez in 2017. I think the reason people compare him to Javi Baez is because they, they, he strikes out 30% of the time, just like Javi Baez did at the end of like his entire tenure with the Cubs. All I'm saying is, is given the age and everything, I personally believe that Christopher Morrell has the ceiling in some aspect to at least be a hitter of that, that reaches what Javi Baez was in 2018 eventually. I'm not saying that he is now, but there's a lot to like there. And for a 24-year-old who wasn't a highly touted prospect like Javi right. Baez was, I can't, I can't like, like Kalada, he was like yelling at us. Like he said C plus. And I'm like, you're, we're talking about a player who was not on the radar for anyone. We're talking about a player who wasn't on the radar for anyone. Coming into this year, we didn't really know what to expect. We were kind of down sure. on him coming into this year because he struggled so much in August and September of last year. So... He significantly improved. I know we got to end the show. Yes, um, we got to end. We're two minutes past I, our heart. I just, out. I just wanted to put that out there. Like when you look at it from the, like in the grand scheme, 
he's he, in some aspects he surpassed every, any kind of expectation we had for him this year just like yeah. Justin Steele again we're doing it like as an individual grade yes there's a lot of things to improve upon but he you could also use him as a reason that the Cubs were even in the playoff chase going into well, September so you went so you went B plus I'm changing mine to a B because he walked off the White Sox uh, make sure you get fitted out with the best sports gear around hoodies <laughs> shoes signs bobbleheads everything in between don't forget the Aloha shirt, straw, hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. And oh, wow, our set decorations. What can I say? Oh, yeah. Check out foco.com. Click the link in the description below for all non pre sale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Thanks to Cody, Corey, Ryan, and everybody in the live chat today. Yes, Barb, we are back 120 live tomorrow where we will grade more people and maybe the first ever grade for somebody in the live YouTube chat. Who will it be? I'm sorry Uh that we went over. Uh Uh-oh. It's okay. The Blackhawks guys are still in a meeting. I'm not. But Lawrence is getting very nervous over there. You should just say it. What were you going to say? What were you going to say? You want want 10 seconds? No, I I was just going to add, like, Morell's 24. He's not even ARB eligible until 2026. Like, the value you're getting out of him is amazing. They, I would like to, and you know, Brendan has expressed this a lot. Like it didn't seem like they treated that third base position with like the urgency that they should have, outside of giving Madrigal the opportunity. So, whether that's because they just truly don't believe he can do it, or, or some other reason, but like, yeah, I mean, like I think, I th- I think he can do it somewhere but I our think grades can, reflect that we all yeah. gave him b's we didn't all yeah. go to michigan Corey. i'll take a b any <laughs> day uh, of the week you all you all b, couldn't on. you all couldn't get in so i know that's that. right oh, I, I went to the harvard well, I, didn't, I didn't apply i didn't want to go to the state of michigan <laughs> i didn't want to go to michigan either thanks for checking out the chgo cubs podcast back live at 120 tomorrow until then thanks for watching and fly the w all silly like the mayor 